everybody. This is Shelly, the mouthy mama of talking trash and truths. Today, I want to discuss something that's been on my mind. I see a lot of things happening with the whole Amber Heard PR team, and it's negatively affecting a lot of people that I care about. Um, the thing with the Amber Heard situation is I staunchly do not believe her and I have a very hard time understanding or wrapping my head around the fact that there are people out there who still blindly support her. I don't get it. I don't get it. I get really being a fan of someone. But there comes a time where you have to face reality and realize that what you were admiring or respecting was just a persona that they put forward rather than who they really are inside. And without a doubt, Amber is an abuser. And I'm, I could get in trouble for saying that or whatever, but... I, I don't care. She she triggers me something terrible. The look in her eyes, the smirk, the way she operates, just the obvious bad acting. Jesus. Um and it really it it just boggles my mind how organizations like Women's March and um some journalists with the mainstream media um, some publications still back her up knowing that she lied. She lied. A court found her guilty of lying. And for saying these things about him with the intention of harming him and really impacting his life in a negative way. Because she knew the allegations were all false. And the thing with her is she she added to the story. She started simple, which was still suspect. And then she added to it a little bit. And then she added to it in a little bit. And then she did things behind the scenes. You know, like she got to know the, the judge's wife in the UK. She went to dinner with him, with, with her. And... Like all the different things that connect to show just how corrupt she is and the people that hang with her. Because let's face it, she lost all her friends when she lost a paycheck. Like they were good to be around while she was supposedly quote unquote being beat up. And they did nothing about it because they were, you know, what? Such good friends. No, they went along with whatever she said because they were living rent-free and life is hard. These are not people who know how to actually work. Or maybe they didn't at the time. I mean, you got the one in her 20s or 30s or whatever sitting home making crap jewelry. Like, you know, living with her boyfriend who's very obviously dealing with his own issues. But not not even to attack them like as people because they really are like the, the lowest of the low 
I mean, I just, you all know how I feel about liars. I've said it many times. Liars are the lowest life form in existence. I cannot handle liars. They make me lose my shit. And I have a fantastic lie detector. I will never tell you that I know you're lying to me, but I'll let you lie and I'll remember it. And I'll push you a little bit further away every time until the lie is so big. I'm like, no, I'm done. Like I can't. And eventually one of you will ask me to lie. If you lie to me, eventually you'll ask me to lie for you. And that's not going to happen. So, yeah, I was wondering why they keep backing her up. And I just think it's because they have so much egg on their face. Like, they know that they backed her up sight unseen. No evidence needed. Just, you know, listen and believe. And they look like idiots. Because she got up on that stand and did the worst acting. I've seen porn stars that act better than she does. She couldn't even manage a tear, not even a tear. But all that aside, there's just something internally that sets off whenever I'm in the presence of or looking at um, abusers and just harmful people, toxic people. And no one can deny that she's a toxic person. Um, and I have a lot of experience with narcissists and abusers and sadists. I do believe she is a sadist. She enjoys hurting people because it, it fills up this void inside her that just she's never going to be able to fill up any other way. And you see that with a lot of like these crime stories, they're all talking about, you know, oh yeah, they snapped and, you know, we could see it. Hindsight is twenty twenty, leading up to the lies and the constant need for attention and the, you know, lack of morals, lack of ethics, you know, constantly moving the goalposts, constantly overstepping the lines. You know, this woman has no boundaries, no scruples, nothing. She's got nothing that would make me ever believe a word out of her mouth. Because she doesn't present in a way that someone who has been abused in the way she said she was abused acts. She doesn't do that. You know, she says she has PTSD. I've seen so many pictures of her since after the divorce of her like half naked lounging on people, people touching her all over. Like, and we're not talking one person. We're talking like eight people. Like she's laying on people and they're like sitting on her and they're, you know, playing with her toes and they've got her arms around her, you know, waist. And it's just like, yeah, no, no. You don't, you don't say you have PTSD and then turn around and let everybody touch you and constantly drink. One of the things that people with PTSD that I know of, like we're talking about SA and SV or even DV. Um, it's that they don't tend to imbibe 
any kind of like substances when they're out and about because they know they have to be on alert and they're always on alert. She's always drunk. She's always drinking. She's always going here, going there. Like somebody who's been through what she says she's been through, especially in the years that followed it, wouldn't have done all the partying and sex stuff that she did. It just wouldn't happen. And she would have a medical record. I have been assaulted in that way. You have to get seen by a doctor. Because there's tearing. There's abrasions. There's swelling. I mean, did she walk around with ice between her legs afterwards? No, she went frolicking through the friggin' water, taking pictures. That's not somebody who's been, I mean, oh my God, if anybody out there has ever ridden a horse or a bicycle for more than 15 minutes after they haven't done it in like forever, you know you walk really, really weird for days afterwards. You walk with soreness. Even somebody who's had sex for the first time in like a year, they're going to be sore. They're go And it's going to be obvious because nothing is more obvious than when you have a, you know, problem with your hoo-ha. You just can't function. It literally will eat up all of your brain activity because you're just like, oh my God, my, you know, my punani hurts. Like you just, it's too much. And that's all you think about. And never mind just thinking about the pain, thinking about what happened would have kept her like, basically like walking around like a crazy person and it would have been very obvious but at at the trial she did not present as someone who has known pain and has learned to anticipate pain and fighting and she said every time that they would like you know they'd argue he would walk away Yes. Okay. I could see where that would trigger her abandonment issues, but people who react the way she did, they, they shouldn't be with someone like, with like JD. You could see, you could always see the whole time that he was like in his twenties, his thirties, his forties, his fifties, he curls in on himself he loves to make people happy because he wasn't able to do that as a child. You know, I, and now I'm not giving professional advice, obviously I'm just speaking from experience and what I've observed over the years, but I, I was violated um, when I was three all the way till I was nine by my father. Um, physically, sexually, and psychologically, um, and emotionally and mentally, because he was really good at the head games, but it, it was a long time and I was, you know, neglected and pushed aside by my family, you know, made to feel like I was worthless the entire time I was growing up. Nothing I did was ever good enough. So I understand the people pleasing. I was always getting yelled at for, you know, whatever somebody else did or for not living up to somebody else's expectations. And once I hit adulthood, I was like, fuck everybody's expectations. Like I'm, I'm going to do what I have to do. And 
what I want to do. And if it ends badly, well, that's my problem. And I've lived up to that. I have been responsible for every decision I've ever made. I hold myself completely accountable. And that's the difference. He, he admitted to the things that he did that were fucked up, like the drugs and the drinking and, you know, running away and whatever. He, he said, look, I'm a broken person basically, but I tried and I'm honest. I'm telling you the honest to God truth and nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to accept it because I'm a man. And that's exactly what it is because we say, oh my God, it's women. They're all oh, these poor things. I think it's more detrimental what we're doing, believing all women without any kind of evidence, because we're telling the world, you have to believe women because they're, they're less, they're weaker. Obviously they've been abused because they could never, oh my goodness, they're not in a position of power. Really? I might have felt powerless when I was getting beat up by my boyfriends or when I was, you know, having a miscarriage, you know, in my house and was basically left there with no car, no way to get anywhere, no support system and left to bleed for like three days. So, you know, I, I get it. I get abuse. And I get that constant need to overcome it. And I can see that in Johnny. I can't see that in Amber. Um, in Amber, I see someone who, who bites back and bites first. You know, she's that happy little puppy that's wagging its tail. And it's so cute. And look, I just want to pet it. And as soon as you pet it, it bites you. As soon as you pet it. It takes a chunk out of your hand and you're just like, but what did I do? And you, the dog is like, well, I felt threatened. You came at me. I came to pet you. That's not how I interpreted it. And that's what she's trying to push. She's trying to push that her point of view was that he was abusive and he was aggressive. But the thing is you can't label someone something based on how you interpret their actions you have to actually judge them based on the actual actions. You know, if you two got into a fight and you turn around and said, oh my God, and he was about to hit me. Did you think that or did you see that? Because there's a difference. And there's a difference between wanting to hit somebody and actually doing it. She said in the courtroom, and this is the first time she pretty much lost me. She said, you never forget the first time you've been hit. And the way she described it, she always describes the events from the abuser's point of view. And when you're the one who's being oppressed and pushed down and punished, you don't take it from their point of view. You are stuck. In your point of view, you live there. That's what gives you the ongoing pain. If you could see it from their point of view, you start to rationalize it and it's not as traumatic, you know, because you can, you can reason it away. You could put it away then. 
there is almost nothing I can think of when you're in that type of, you know, abusive relationship where you can rationalize away getting hit more than once, twice, three times, you know, when, when it's even one time, there's no excuse. There's no excuse at all. And I'm guilty of it. I've done it. You know, my, my ex-husband, he cheated on me and lied to me and I found out and he had gone online and talked to this person and said horrible things about me. And, you know, he said that he loved her and, blah, blah, blah. and I snapped because we weren't even married six months. And I went at him. I slapped his face. I slapped his chest because I wanted him to hurt like I was hurting. And then I ran away because I knew if I kept hitting him, it would escalate and I would do something I couldn't take back because I know myself. I know what I'm capable of as a person. I would give you the world. But if you do that unbelievable thing that makes me snap, and it takes a lot, like a lot. I'm very capable of doing something that I can never undo, that I can never make up for. And I don't like that part of myself, but I know it's there. I'm aware. And that keeps my temper in check. It helps. Because I don't look good in orange and I don't want to go to jail. And now they know too much. You know, they, they can find anybody, you know? So it's like, I'm not going to take that chance. Oh my God, I'm freezing today. Um, so yeah, no, I just, I, when she said, you always remember your first time. And I remember, I, I remember the first time I got hit. Um, I was, I, I I was walking back from a baseball game, a local baseball game, and I had just really irritated my boyfriend. And he made it to my house before I did, which was weird because I left him in like the second inning of the game, not knowing that he threw a fit after I left and the coach tossed him. And he was supposed to start. So, yeah, it, he was not happy with me. And I was only 15. You know, I just turned 15. And he showed up outside my house. And you, you just, you, 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 don't, you don't forget that. Because one minute you're, hey, calm down. You know, you okay? What's going on? I never thought he would hit me never in a million years and he did and I what I I didn't know what to do like one minute I was standing there trying to like plead my case try to placate him be like all right I know you know I was a little bitchy but you know you were being you know really nasty to me and blah, blah, blah. and this was back when you know I I barely cursed like bitchy was like oh my god like I'd be mm, 
and I didn't have much drive or well I had no balls I had no balls no balls whatsoever like I was so weak and meek and pathetic and he showed up in my house and I tried to like you know calm him down because I didn't want any problems and I remember seeing his face change and he like he grit his teeth and I it was like in slow motion just watching his arm come up and me thinking what is he doing and the next thing I know like the entire left side of my face just explodes in white hot pain and I, I remember like I staggered back I fell because I just I couldn't like I'm clutching at my face I'm in shock and like I tried to back you know like back step really quickly and I tripped myself and I fell and I fell on my ass and it hit the back of my head and I still have a lump in the back of my head but um yeah I remember I remember the pain she never talks about the pain ever she talks about the I was worried you know I I was hard okay I I was hard and the last thing I was thinking about was basically anything that he he was doing because my whole my whole existence depended on disassociating myself from what he was doing so I I, I blanked out like I I could see and feel everything and I could feel how much it hurt and I remember screaming and crying and but I was so detached from it at the same time because I wanted to push it down push it away you know I want to be able to get rid of it not knowing I had years of experience burying traumatic assaults on me because I didn't remember my childhood I didn't remember any of it I remembered pictures that's all I could tell you I could tell you stories that people told me I could tell you things that I did like you know like what movies I saw and whatever but anything that had to do with like my family or like a gathering I had no memories at all at all and I didn't have any that was outside that was not me just so you know <laughs> that was outside sorry about that that was somebody doesn't know how to drive um but yeah oh, I needed I needed that because I'm tearing up but no I know I know what it's like to get beaten and to have somebody treat you as a subhuman like you're just a piece of meat you're just a hole that's all you are so I, I know what that feels like I know what it is to get uh, slapped for no reason you know I know what it is to get punched out of nowhere I know what it is not to know how to react and to be tossed around like a rag doll I've had guns held to my head. I've, 
I've been threatened. I can't tell you how many times. Hell, one of my exes, one of my ex-girlfriends tried to run me over with her car. Bitch that she was. Crazy bitch that she was. That's one thing. I do not date females anymore because y'all are crazy. But um, I, I know what it is to have that constant fear. Because even though I couldn't remember my childhood, my body knew, I don't want you near me. I don't like this person. This one make, gives me the creeps. And it, it was, it's this like radar that tells me, no, 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 don't let that person into your life. No, 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 push that person away. And he fooled me, the first one, because I don't know, I was young and stupid and he was cute. And that's pretty much all that matters when you're 15. He's cute. He likes me. We're going to be in love forever. Yeah. No, we weren't. <laughs> we so weren't. Um, and the fact that he apologized to me years later for everything he did was like, really? I mean, I, I told him I forgave him and I did. I forgave him a long time ago. Because he was young and stupid, too. But I, I didn't forget. My body didn't forget. And up until, like, I'd say my late 20s, I would have flashbacks. You know, if somebody touched me a certain way or cornered me without realizing they were cornering me. Or, like, you know, my husband and I were, like, wrestling one day and he held me down and we used to wrestle like that all the time. I mean, we had sex with him on top. That was not a problem. I don't have a problem with people being on top of me. I have a problem when something connects it with something that happened before. And I remember he had my wrists and he transferred the two wrists to one hand above my head. And I lost my friggin' mind. Lost it. I was it took me about three hours to come back down and realize that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm home. I'm in my room. You know, what's going on? Because I literally, like, I kicked and I fought and I scratched him and I punched. And I did everything I could. And then I just sat there just rocking like a crazy person. And he was like, what the fuck? You know, and he knew my, my background, but he didn't. He took it personally. How could you think I would do it? It's not about you. It was never you because it's not you that I think is going to do this thing to me. It's already been done to me. And my brain, lovely thing that it is, has just re-delivered the entire thing to me with sound, smell, touch, like full, fully encompassing. Like talking about virtual reality, that is my, rea my reality. And people don't get that. Like, they don't get that it has nothing to do with them. You know, they, it, it doesn't tie us to them. It doesn't get triggered by our opinion of them. It's something that, you know, it's floating around somewhere in your memory. And as usual, your brain is quick to go, oh, I know what that is. Let me go get it. And you're like, no. But it's the same when you can't remember somebody's name. Your brain's like, yeah, I'll be back in a couple minutes. I'll, I'll know it. And that's why you're walking down the street a half hour late and you go, oh my God, Barnaby Jones. Like you remember. And it's the same thing with assaults. You're trying to bury it and your brain goes, 
oh, wait, this person reminded me of whatever. And remember what the last time we felt that weight is sparking something. Let me go get that memory and show it to you. And all you want to do is forget it. And your brain's like, no, no, no. We never dealt with this. Here you go. Here's another chance to deal with it. And sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. I've dealt with a lot of my past. I have buried a lot of my past. And I probably don't remember right now a lot of my past. Um, but what I do remember, it kind of sucks. And it's why I can't stand behind her. I can't, I can't stand her, period. But it's why I made the decision that I made. It wasn't about hatred of women. It was hatred of liars and how insulting her entire performance was to people who've actually been through it. That's, that's all I have to, to give you on that point for now because I feel like I'm going to cry. So I'm going to go cheer myself up. Um, if you enjoy these shows and you know, you like the content or you, you know, you have questions or comments, please do the clicky things, smash the like and subscribe, leave comments, leave questions. I would love to, you know, provide content that you're all looking for and I'll see you in the funny papers. Bye.